My name is Andrew Shigori, and this is the Big Iron Podcast. We're here to entertain and educate any who are inclined to or otherwise interested in the livestock raising, garden growing, do it yourself, keep hitting it till it quits moving type of life. Modern problems require modern solutions, but there is a wealth of knowledge to draw from those that came before us. Presented by PNC Cattle Pens, top of the line equipment specifically for Texas Longhorns and more. From hay rings and panels to squeeze chutes and complete working systems, PNC Cattle Pens has what you need. To keep you and your herd running safe and efficiently, check them out at pccattlepens.com. That's P-C-C-A-T-T-L-E-P-E-N-S.com. Now let's throw this skunk on the table and get down to business. Welcome to day six of the Big Iron Podcast Marathon. How to start small with limited funds. So I'm always telling folks the most important thing you can do is just get started in whatever capacity you can right now. Even if that's just research. We're going to talk about a few things you can do to step it up a little at a time. I'll tell you a little bit of my backstory. When my wife and I first got married, we moved into an apartment in the city. And I tried my best to grow some vegetables in our window and on our small balcony. I wasn't very good at it, but it was something to do. I also trapped raccoons and feral cats by the dumpsters dumpsters and the drainage culverts, but that's another podcast. <laughs> Actually, the Big Iron Outdoors podcast. <laughs> Go check that one out if you're interested in, in, in uh, the outdoors getting started in the outdoors, hunting and fishing and survival techniques and stuff like that. Big Iron Outdoors podcast. Anyway, what can I say? You can take the boy out of the country and all that good stuff. So, let's start with education. Since you can do that even if you're living on your buddy's couch, it's more or less free with the internet and libraries at your disposal. Facebook groups, your local ag extension, and even this podcast or podcasts like this are all a good way a good way to get started. Find what piques your interest and go down the rabbit hole of research. You can never learn too much. Common limiting factors of having your own small farm are time, money, and space. So one of the most cost-effective things you can do to start that takes very little space is grow some vegetables, grow some herbs. Like I mentioned earlier, I grew vegetables on the balcony of our apartment and I started seeds on the windowsill. I went to the library and took out books on homesteading and started imagining what I would do when I got my own place and started learning things the best I could then. How to start seeds and nutrient requirements for different plants and the best way to to lay things out, I started drawing out diagrams on graph paper of how I imagined my property would be with a little barn and a little goat pen and where the garden would be to get the best sun and 
stuff like that. I, I mean, I think stuff like that's fun. And if you're a planner, if you want to work toward the goal of having your own small farm, then there's nothing wrong at all with starting to plan it now. Plans change all the time. It's never going to be the final product until you actually start doing it and you realize what works and what's, what don't. But you can't be too prepared, I guess is what I'm saying. So Google and YouTube are your friend if you want to get started. If you're living in an apartment right now, get some pots, get some dirt, get some seeds, put some water on it, and get going. <laughs> if you have a little more space of your own, chickens are a great option. They eat kitchen scraps, and they lay eggs. They turn vegetable scraps into protein. In any situation, I will always suggest utilizing as much of your products of your resources as possible. Food scraps can usually be animal feed, and what can't be animal feed can be compost. My favorite way to raise chickens is free range. After we moved out of our apartment and we started renting a house, our landlord was very nice, and he agreed to let us keep chickens and even a few goats and have our dog so that was a awesome situation, but I built a small chicken coop where I could put the chickens up at night and let them out in the morning. They'll go out and forage for their food, scratch up little patches and dig worms and grubs and bugs and stuff and eat them during the day. And then they return to their coop to roost at night and you can just close the door to lessen the chance of predation. But this method will help them to have a natural diet and give you a nutrient-dense egg with those nice orange yolks. The less you have to supplement store-bought feed, the less overhead you have in your birds and the more it makes sense to have them. A word to the wise. Don't expect to get rich on egg sales. If you have excess, by all means, sell them. But it can be very difficult to be profitable with small-scale egg production as a business model. Another great small-scale livestock option is goats. Goats make milk and goats make babies. They have a five-month gestation so you can keep them bred, sell babies, and get goat's milk. Selling milk is regulated, so check on the legality, of course, of that in your area. Oftentimes, selling it not for human consumption is acceptable. There's other things to do with goat's milk, of course, like personal use, but you can, I like to put it in my coffee, <laughs> but you can also make a variety of products such as soaps, lotions, balms, etc., and you can sell those at the farmer's market or online or wherever you want to sell them. But that five-month gestation of a dairy goat means that they can have two sets of babies a year. Goats often have more than one baby. So you got to pencil it out. you got to see if it makes sense for you based on your situation, obviously. And I'm not talking about meat goats here right now. I'm talking about dairy goats because you can keep a few of them. You can borrow a male goat usually from someone near you and get your girl's bread. He usually gets that done pretty quick. <laughs> and then five months, you'll have a baby. 
and a few weeks after that, you can sell those babies. And you can keep milking your goat to keep her in milk. And you can use that milk for all kinds of good stuff. I always recommend dairy goats to small-scale farms or homesteaders. Honeybees are a good option as well. Uh, the hives don't take up that much room, but they do take time and attention. I have personally never actually raised bees myself, but I've talked to, I'm interested in it, and I've talked to a lot of people who have. Um, in fact, I interviewed someone on this podcast, Stony Berry with Elevated Apiary, and if you want a more in-depth look at raising bees, go back and listen to episode 18 of this podcast, and he breaks it down pretty good. So, it may go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Taking care of animals is a big responsibility. Being responsible for life is not a small thing. I firmly believe that if we make the decision to keep animals, we should give them the best life possible and make their relationship mutually beneficial. They get safety in a full belly, and we get whatever product we collect from them. Yeah, even if it's meat, we give them the best care we possibly can until harvest. We owe them that much. If you're not committed to that, don't even get livestock at all. So, I've been talking about livestock, small livestock, and you may be asking, okay, but where do I get this livestock? How do I take care of it? I've never bought a goat in my life. Well, <laughs> let me start by telling you where not to get it. When we're talking about small animals, poultry, goats, sheep, etc., it is my experience that sale barns are not a great option. Those animals are often there for a reason, and that reason is that they have no value to the original owner anymore. So if they have no value to the original owner anymore, that means that they probably will not have any value to you either. Old, infertile, or sick is unfortunately what you see in small animal sale barn sales more often than not. And again, unfortunately, folks seem to use those sale barns as a dumping ground for the animals that are no longer useful to them and they're trying to squeeze a few more dollars out of them before they're gone. So a good place to start if you want to get livestock is directly from livestock breeders right off their farm if you can so they can tell you about them in person. Look for someone who is honest, who takes pride in their animals and takes good care of their animals and you'll know that these people are honest and take pride in their animals when they're actually willing to talk to you about them. If you start messaging people on some of these Facebook groups or wherever, you're going to be able to weed out different types of animal breeders right away. I'll just say that. So when you're lining up a livestock purchase, I always like to go and see the animal in person before I buy. Pictures can be deceiving. Pictures can be outdated. Um, it's always better to 
see the animal in person before any money changes hands, if at all possible. Some people ask for a deposit. Um, that's obviously a personal choice if you're going to do that or not. But I'll say that I've had people sell it out from under me even with a deposit. And I have seen some really, what I thought were really nice animals that I would have put a deposit down on. But was very glad that I didn't because when I went to see them in person, they were not as advertised. So just be careful. And I'm just trying to put some information out there so folks who have never done this before have an idea. Um, but don't get the wrong impression that it's all bad or everyone's trying to pull one over on you. That's not the case. A lot of times um, folks are genuine and once you find those folks, you're in good shape. But you should be careful when getting into some of these relationships and especially when animals and money start changing hands it can get a little it can get a little uh complicated so i'll tell you a, a little story let me start off by saying don't be afraid when you go to see these animals don't be afraid to politely decline to buy if you get there and you don't like what you see so i recently did that with uh, what I thought was going to be a really nice herd sire for my Nigerian dwarf goat herd. Um, I was talking about earlier how when I was living in the apartment, I was planning out what I would do when I got my own little place and then we started renting. Well, we eventually got to the point where we were able to buy our own little place and I was able to put up a little barn and a little goat yard and some chickens. So... We decided on Nigerian dwarf goats. They're smaller, um, and they have a really nice, rich milk that has high butter fat content. Is why we and they're really cute. <laughs> that was my wife's contribution to the reasoning of why we got Nigerian dwarfs. But so we were looking for a herd sire. Um, ours unfortunately passed away, and we were looking for a new sire. For our Nigerian dwarf goat herd, I found one on uh, Facebook and I messaged the farm and asked them if I could come see him. And they said, yes, that's fine. Didn't put any money down. Just decided to go out there on uh, Saturday and check him out. He had everything that I was looking for. Great pedigree, great color. He was uh, polled. He was just, he he had great confirmation. He just seemed to be the goat that we, that we needed. Um, but when we got there, the conditions were less than ideal. And when I inspected him, I found that he had ringworm. And for those reasons, I declined to buy politely. And we left disappointed, but without bringing parasites into our herd. So it was necessary. So... Where can you find these small livestock breeders? Well, I've said it a couple times, I think, but Facebook groups. <laughs> you can find a Facebook group for just about everything. Um, I know a really good one for goats near us is North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Nigerian Dwarf Goat Breeders. I think that's the name of the group. But it's just where folks can get together and talk about their experiences with the animals that we're all raising. Um, don't put anything up for sale on there. 
Facebook does not take kindly to that, but you can put animals up and then people can message you and make arrangements that way. So Facebook groups are a good way to find people. Used to be Craigslist. I don't know. I haven't been on Craigslist in a long time. Um, And it was always a little bit sketchy. So at your own discretion. (laughs) But Facebook groups are a great option. Um, And then, you know, if you go to your local feed store and talk to folks behind the counter, they probably know. Go look at the bulletin board. There might be some ads up there for for livestock that people have for sale. So here's my last three tips I have for starting with livestock. One, quality over quantity. Buying registered stock, buy registered stock and inspect them for correctness before purchase. One $500 goat eats less than 10 $50 goats. And you will likely be able to sell the babies for more. A small manageable herd is ideal. They take up less space. They eat less so you have less overhead. And their offspring is either going to surpass or equal what you would get if you had 10 non-registered as opposed to one registered. So, number two. Learn how to do your own animal care as much as possible. You should definitely have a good relationship with your local farm vet for emergencies, but learning the basics yourself is much, much cheaper. Things like shots, dewormer, hoof trimming, birthing, basic wound care, taking temperatures, and what meds to give in those situations and what red flags to look for can all be learned. On YouTube, the internet, Google, this podcast. (laughs) YouTube is your friend. And most animal meds and vaccines as well are, uh, as well as needles and syringes are sold at Tractor Supply. So you can get your products there. Um, Tractor Supply is great. Not going to bash Tractor Supply, but oftentimes if you have a local feed store, again, I'm always going to try to support local and the guys who run those local stores are usually extremely knowledgeable. So if you go in there, they'll usually make time for you and they will answer any questions you have in my experience. So nothing wrong with that. Number three, like we talked about yesterday, be ready to make the hard decisions. You're going to have to do it. Culling animals is a part of that. A goat that can't have babies and won't make milk may need to be butchered or sold to someone who will butcher it or sold to someone who's looking for, I mean, (laughs) be honest with you, I've sold infertile goats to people who were just looking for a friend, right? Like I fully disclosed that I've had this goat in with three different males for the past year, past two years, and she's never been pregnant. I'm fully convinced that she won't become pregnant. I am not selling her as a breeding female. I'm not selling her papers. I'm selling her to you as a companion. And some people are looking for that. So it's, that's an option, but it's always, it's all about being able to make the decision when it comes down to it. Um, 
Otherwise, those animals are just eating up your feed with no return. Same with chickens. When they stop laying eggs, it's time for the hot oil and boil those bones into broth. (laughs) And on that note, we conclude today's episode. Tomorrow is day seven, and our topic is five ways to use social media to your advantage. Looking forward to it. Talk at you then. Hidden Springs Ranch Beef is 100% registered Texas Longhorn Beef. Try out our new Snack Sticks, lean Longhorn Beef with no nitrates added. Available in hot, mild, sweet, and sweet heat. The hot is my personal favorite. We're happy to say that these Snack Sticks are shelf-stable and we can ship them directly to you. Or if you're in North Carolina, check out our freezer beef options for local pickup halves holes bundle boxes and bulk ground go check it out at hslonghorns.com under the beef tab and use code big iron for a little discount on me hslonghorns.com and hit that beef tab